Welcome to Southern New Hampshire University's Social Sciences podcast, Agents of Change. Here we invite students and professionals to chat with us on topics of inclusion and diversity, student success, and their learning experiences. In this podcast, we will hear insights and personal accounts of people who have persisted against the odds and impacted positive social change. Join us as we learn how we can all be positive agents of change. Another episode of Agents of Change. I'll be your host today, Dr. Hector Garcia, Associate Dean, Criminal Justice, Graduate Programs here at Southern New Hampshire University. Well, today we have a very, very special show for you. This is part of our Student Persistence Series and Showcase. So today we're going to be talking about an issue that really affects many, many people in our communities and it involves recidivism and helping people who find themselves incarcerated in a way that they can improve themselves so that they can be contributing members to society and not return back to that place. And so there are a lot of studies, as we know, the United States has the highest prison population in the world. And of that population, data suggests that there are multiple, multiple people who are recidivists. And those are people who are coming in and out of prison constantly. And so we look inward to find out what can we do to prevent this vicious cycle from re-happening and sending these folks through the system. So that brings us today to this special episode where we actually have a guest host. Our guest host is Dr. David Algies. He is a clinical faculty graduate member in the mental health counseling program and a close friend of Agents of Change. He happens to be the professor who worked with one of our students to develop and evaluate a wonderful new program called Breaking Free. And he will be having a chat with our student, Casey Dumont. And so we're very interested in finding out how this relationship panned out between a professor and a student to yield to such a high program and such a worthy goal that we're going to be addressing today. So with that, let me turn it over to our guest host, Dr. David Algies, who will introduce our special guest and then get into the conversation. Dr. Algies, it's all on you. Thanks, Hector, and thanks for having me here today. I really appreciate it. Um, well, as Dr. Garcia said, yes, this whole project began not on my initiative, but on the initiative of a student at SNU who thought that she could make the world a little better place. Her name is Casey Dumont. Uh, her title has changed several times professionally, so we'll talk about that. And not only is she a graduate, from SNU's mental health counseling program, she's re-enrolled for another graduate degree. And we'll talk about that in a minute too. But first, Casey, welcome. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you so much, everybody, for having me. I'm really looking forward to this podcast today. Very good. Well, Casey, I remember you way back when you were taking research methods class with me, which can you imagine that uh, we would get to this point? Uh, and and be doing a podcast about the work that we've done together just from taking that class. 
You know, honestly, I, I'm very surprised. Um, I'm very happy in the way our paths crossed again. Uh, but if I think back to my early on career in my master's degree, my first one, and how um, research methods was and um, how at times could be quite challenging, I never thought I would be diving into research. Excellent. Well, it's a great surprise. Um, Casey, let's rewind a little bit for folks so they get to know you a little better. Um, when you came into uh, Southern New Hampshire University and you enrolled in the graduate counseling program, you were already at work in the prison systems in New Hampshire. Is that right? Yes, I worked for a community corrections program. I was a case manager for a women's transitional housing facility, which helped women who were homeless uh, within the criminal justice system. So I was essentially a case manager and a house manager. And that's when I first started at Southern New Hampshire University. Very good. And then you got into the graduate program, completed the graduate program, graduated. Congratulations. Thank and you. And your title changed, right? That's correct. Uh, prior to starting my internships, which anybody who's familiar with the graduate program knows, um, and for those that aren't, the last portion of this graduate program, you need to do internships. And they can be quite timely for people. I was doing 20 hours a week. And at that time, I was offered a position at the Stratford County Department of Corrections as a counselor. Okay. And then your role as a counselor, then that's when you were working directly with the prisoners on different issues they were facing. Yes, I would counsel. I would uh, primarily, until I finished my degree, I did more group work, uh, working with people and trying to educate them and allow some group therapy processing. Very good. And before you graduated, I remember the first time you came up to me after you're out of my class, before graduation, we're at residency. And uh, I remember at a break when you walked up to say hi and said you had an idea. Could you tell me your perspective on that? Uh, absolutely. So I was a pretty shy student. This was my last residency. So it was right before I was supposed to start internships. So I was a little terrified. Um, it's, it, it can be a really scary experience, but I came up to you and I had said, um, hey, you were an amazing professor to me in my research methods class. And if I have some research ideas, could I reach out to you in the future? Yeah, I remember thinking, absolutely. Uh, I remembered you as a student. I remembered your ability. I remember how you, you just it just clicked. It just clicked and I could see your excitement about it. So I had no idea it would turn into something like this, but uh, but I'm thrilled that it has. Casey, since you've begun the project, and we're going to talk about what that is in just a moment, but when you began that research project, uh, your career has continued to move forward in the prison. Is that right? Yes, it's, it's very accurate. Uh, when I started the research process, I had to present it to um, some officials at the county to get approval. I was then given the title of head of research for the programming department at the Stratford County Department of Corrections. Very good. It's very impressive. And and I believe, if I'm correct, you've had another promotion just the in the past couple of days. Yeah, I'm actually uh, for a week now. Um, I got promoted a week <laughs> ago. I am the director of the programming department at the same facility. Wow. So you've gone from case manager to counselor to group counselor to individual counselor to head of research and now to the director of programs uh, f for the prison system. 
That's yes. really impressive. That's it's well done. Really well done. Thank you. Well, very good. Well, let me go to the next question then that I have for you. We're talking we're talking all around this project, this research project that you talked to me about and that you initiated. Can you introduce it to us? What is this project that you're working on in the prison system? Absolutely. So when the Department of Corrections approached me to hire me as a counselor, they had said that they wanted part of my job to be introducing this new to us um, application on everybody's tablets, an application program that treats substance use disorder called Breaking Free Online. And now slight background, all of our folks that reside here, our inmates, everybody has a tablet. Very good. So so with Breaking Free Online, you wanted to be able to help those who are in the prisons with different addictions that they might have. Is that correct? Absolutely. So this was a application that was created within the UK by the Breaking Free organization, and it's specifically targeted to assist those who have substance use disorder. Very good. So is this widely used in the UK? It is widely used in the UK. It's used um, in some of their research has been completed in what they call resettlement prisons, which for us would be similar to like halfway houses. Okay. Okay. Very good. So has this program of Breaking Free been used in the US at all? So this is where it got very interesting. As I started to obtain some more information from um, the Breaking Free group in the UK, I was informed that we were only the second correctional facility that was utilizing this tablet program and the first correctional facility that was utilizing it in a classroom format. So it was something very different for the United States, which triggered an idea for me to start thinking about some research surrounding the implementation of this program. Okay. So what is it that you want to study then with this program? So kind of coming in on those first thoughts on, all right, I want to start doing some research. I need to know, is this program successful? Uh, so after some time and some conversations with you and kind of narrowing things down, I narrowed it down to, is this program successful for our population who's receiving medication-assisted treatment? Is it successful for our population who's not receiving medication-assisted treatment? And then kind of comparing that to like a control group. So finding out what the best practice is for substance use treatment at our facility. Okay, Casey, you've said a mouthful there and it's Sorry. it's really impressive. I want to make sure I'm tracking with you well. So number one, the Breaking Free program is meant to help prisoners in recovering from uh, different addictions that they might be experiencing while they're incarcerated. Uh, number two... With America being the country with the largest number of people incarcerated, uh, one of the things that's been found in research is if if addictions aren't treated while they're in incarceration, it can lead directly to recidivism or going right back into prison, no matter what else they've worked on. Um, the Breaking Free program is pretty popular over in Great Britain and England and Wales, Ireland, maybe Scotland. Um but over here, there's only been one other place that's actually used the Breaking Free program in the U.S. Um, and your program is the second one in the country then to take that on. Um, that absolutely accurate. Wow. Wow. And so what you're wanting to study is, is this continuing to be effective? Um, is this working? 
in the U.S. And and what does that end up looking like when it compares to uh, the success rates over in um, over in Great Britain? That's absolutely accurate. So when we purchased the Breaking Free application uh, through our tablet company, we were given um, video instructions and paper instructions. And during that time, we were told that there was a ton of research that had been completed on this application over in the UK, but nothing in the United States. Wow. It triggered those thoughts of like, let's do this. Let's do something. Wow, Casey, that's just remarkable. You know, as I sit here and I think about putting this all together, um, you started out saying, I think I want to get a counseling degree. Um, And you took a class in research and you saw what was happening in the prison system while you were at work um, from the point of view as a case manager and later as a counselor. And you thought, I think we can do something here. I think we can make this better. Um, and then you launch that and then you begin the research process of it as well. Um, Casey, what on earth caused you to take this action? Um, that's a, that's a fantastic question. It always kind of makes me giggle on that one. Um, I never pictured myself being somebody who liked research until I started doing research. Um, this whole, (laughs) this whole process, it's been a lot of work. Uh, But I will say what really um, makes this worth it for me is knowing that, first of all, um, doing this research helps my population of people that I work with. And second of all, it helps the facility I work for know, is this application, is it worth it? Should we continue to utilize it? Well, Casey, it's remarkable to take the initiative. It's It's a whole other thing to keep moving forward with it. Um, tell me this, if this program goes really well, what are you hoping to achieve? Let's say first, at first with uh, the inmates, what are you hoping to see happen in their lives? Well, part of the beauty of the Breaking Free program is that due to it being on the inmates' tablets, they have access to that programming 24-7. So in theory, I would hope that they would take what they've learned in our weekly classes and then utilize it when they're having trouble with cravings or triggers. Very good. So Casey, let me let me back up just a second because I've got a question I'm thinking about here. Um, I think I've got a clear idea of what we're doing with the program, of what we're hoping it will do in, in the inmates' lives. But tell me this, what's it look like on, on the ground? What's it look like in a day-to-day experience? What happens that's different in an inmate's life who's a part of this program versus one who's not? Absolutely. So when people decide to join the research, uh, excuse me, join the research and get involved in the class, they get signed up for weekly classes. And what that can look like is a classroom of up to 10 people. Everybody brings in their tablets and we pick a module for each week. The modules have been laid out already by the Breaking Free Company. We learn about the module and we talk about it. And then there's an activity for them to complete surrounding that. So an example would be a module of negative thoughts. Okay, so that that helps me. That example helps me. So so the group gets together. uh, The the inmates are broken into groups. The groups get together. They uh, pick a module they want to work through for that week. 
And it might be something like negative thoughts. And we're going to talk about how negative thoughts impact us around an addiction, around being in prison, um, around uh, maybe hope, resiliency, kind of where we're going to go from here. What is life going to look like? Um, That sounds really interesting. What are you seeing with the inmates? How are they responding to this? Are they interested? Really? I do. So I have not started the research study yet, but I did some beta testing uh, just to make sure the application worked. Um, And I had a lot of people that were really interested in the programming because it's something different. It's something that they can access when they're not um, in a classroom setting. Because if we think about it, they have one hour a week in the class and then they have all of this other time, free time, um, that they could be triggered or they could put themselves in a situation that they may later regret. So this is giving them some hope that they can work on something very productive. So the tablet then really becomes a key in this program uh, because that's how they kind of take the lessons. They take the, 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 the responses, the positive responses they can have to triggers that they might experience. And remember, okay, this is what I can do when I'm out of class to keep moving forward in the program. Absolutely. And to be honest with you, this is our first tablet integrated program that we've ever had at this facility. Um, So this is something that's really excited for us in looking at our future as well. Wow. And Casey, you put all this together. That's remarkable. It is. You know, I had a lot of help from some folks at um, at the county here kind of getting it um, all the technological kind of difficulties and working through some of those challenges. (laughs) Um, Just this past uh, week, we've figured out how to um, sync that application into people's tablets and um, we're ready to launch the program after the holidays. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, Casey, it sounds like you've got a bigger vision than just getting through your research methods class. Um, You've certainly taken off with this program. Um, Talk to me a little bit about your vision for how you'd like to influence just the culture of the prison system and what steps are you taking to resource yourself to do that? Oh, sure, absolutely. So, you know, I completed um, with Southern New Hampshire for my counseling degree and that was last year, 2021, I finished. And this year, I found myself feeling as though I wasn't done yet, Mm -hmm. that I had more work that I needed to do within our correctional kind of setting. Um, There are times that it's challenging working in corrections, um, especially being a female in corrections. And I decided that I wanted to be part of the solution of some problems that we have. So I started to explore and Southern New Hampshire uh, called to me once again, uh, and I rejoined um, Southern New Hampshire for another program in organizational leadership, another master's program, because I want to make a difference, a greater difference. Wow. Wow. Well, Casey, based on your success so far, I can only imagine what you're going to do with your new vision as well. So thank you for letting me be a part of the story. Um, of where you're headed. I want to ask you one last question here, uh, and we're just about out of time. So I want to make sure I get this one on record. You've had a lot of experiences with Southern New Hampshire University, whether it's as a student or working as a partner and doing research, several other things as well, becoming a grad student for a second time. Tell me this, what advice would you give to other students um, if, if they think they want to try something new while they're at Southern New Hampshire? 
Oh, that's a fantastic question. Being a student myself so many times, this is um, this is like really hits me right in the heart here. Uh, I would give a few pieces of advice. Uh, the first one being find your passion. Mm, that's it good. It may take some time um, for people to really find what they're passionate about, but find your passion, first of all. Um, what would you tell them? You know, I'm sitting here thinking as a professor that um, – that there are times when students will write me an email and they'll say, so sorry to bother you, um, but I just had a quick question. Um, and I'm sitting on the other side of the email going, I, you're not bothering me. You guys are the best part of what I get to do every day. So it's not a bother. Um, but what would you say to students about uh, their professors, about getting more involved, about seeing what they think, if they're feeling a little hesitant? I will say that I've been that student. Um, I sent you, Dr. O, uh, an email when I first discovered the Breaking Free uh, application and I began thinking about research. And I had said, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm just looking for a book or something I can buy on how to do a, a, <laughs> a this research project. And I know I need an IRB approval. And can you just point me in the right direction? And our, our professional relationship just developed so much further after yeah. that one email. Yeah, boy, I, I, I can't tell you how happy I was that you approached, that you made the suggestion. As a professor, it, it, it means the world that we can help launch a student. But to get to collaborate over a couple of years to do a big project that means a difference in the lives of many, it's, it, it's a privilege for me, too. So thank you, Casey. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you were able to help me in this process. I definitely could not have done it without you. <laughs> well, we figured it out together. Casey, thank you for coming. That's it. That's our time. But um, congratulations on becoming the new director of programs. Uh, congratulations on the research program that you have going on. I hope you're looking forward to the holidays. And uh, Dr. Garcia, I'll turn it back over to you. Well, thank you. What, what an exciting program and what an exciting journey. Uh, a true inspiration to our students here. Um, and you continue to be an inspiration as you have come back and are back amongst us as a student and promotion after promotion. We definitely have to have a follow-up in the time coming soon after the program is launched and we get some feedback and some information to make sure that this is something that is fruitful for everyone, uh, projects, have so much promise that we really are kind of on a cliffhanger right now. What's going to happen? How are they going to change? What are the participants saying about the program? What is Casey's impact on them? And remember, students, this is each one of you. Nothing is stopping any of you from following your dreams, taking an idea, thinking outside the box, running with it, contacting a professor, contacting someone that you trust. Shoot the idea by them. The worst idea is the one that was never talk, talked about or investigated. So thank you again, Casey. A true inspiration to all of our students. A living example of what education, initiative, and working together collaboration can do. So congratulations on your promotion. And in the near future, we're going to be coming back to you so that we can have some success stories about how this program is impacting people's lives. And it's not only the people who are participating in the program, it's also the people around them, that circle of people around them, their families, friends, their job, the community at large. Thank you again. This has been Dr. Hector Garcia, 
your host for this episode of Agents of Change, with a special shout out to our special guest host, Dr. David Algees. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Looking Thank you. Forward to more collaborations in the future. And with that, we sign off. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Southern New Hampshire University's Agents of Change, a social sciences podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us, and be on the lookout for more exciting episodes. Goodbye for now.